And we are back in the Manimal Zone with the world-famous Jake Fard, producer Jake Fard. What's Get up, Jake? Get the fuck out of here. World-famous, internationally known. That's true, actually, if you look at my TikTok sets. Internationally? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of big in Ireland. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm big down below, if you know what I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, hey, listen. That's hey, like I'm Goldilocks. Small down below. It's like Goldilocks. It depends if it's just right on the other end. Right. So, Facts. I always think that sometimes kids' stories are metaphors for things that are not for kids. So, like Cinderella's glass slipper. Is that about a one night stand? that the prince had with this chick. And he's like, damn, you know, now I have to try to see if this glass slipper fits. Is that a metaphor for he has to go around the his country and smash every girl till he finds that perfect pussy. The one that fits perfect in the slipper, right? And all the, ah. you know, he's trying to find, he, he has the glass slipper. He's like, oh, I got to fit this glass slipper to her foot. Is it really a metaphor for him trying to fit something else in? Ah, uh, so, yeah, it could be. I always wonder these things. Cause these bitches are sleep. These, yeah, he's like, oh. He's like, no, that's not right. He's like, oh, that's close, not right. He's like, where's your sister? He's like, Where, where's your sister? Let me check her the, out. The stepsisters want to fuck? Yeah, they're like, oh, no, the stepsisters. It's like, it's like Pornhub. Yeah, it's like Pornhub. Well, I told you, that's what I always wonder about the prophecy for Ragnarok. That several times they say, you know, that brother will sleep with sister. And I'm like, what if this dude just had a vision and he went on Pornhub in the future? And he's like, these dudes are disgusting. All they want to do is fuck their sister. Because it's like the number one category on Pornhub. It definitely is, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, stepsister. And they're actors. Sven, Sven, they're actors. It's not real. Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh. He don't know. He's like, yo, this is gross. He's like, I went to the future. I saw some shit. All they do is fuck their brothers. It's gross. <laughs> How could I compete with her brother? How could I compete to... with her brother? <laughs> well, why would you want to? Right. Really? Like, how could I do that? So super gross, but I got to get myself used to it if I'm going to move down south, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. I'm this just... fucking guy. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> just joking. Uh, no, all right, let's talk about fucking. So I got like fifty minutes with you. Okay. Let's talk about. There's, a, I mean, I, the the main obviously the main fight of the night is uh, Dustin versus Charles. Yeah, that's the main fight. But hold on, this undercard is a sleeper and a half. There is Big some. <coughs> hold on, I was leaving. Sean, Sean O'Malley said it that you know he was pointing out how dominant Cruz is on the the uh, prelims. Which is crazy, right? I don't think he's on the prelims of this, but he... Oh, yeah, Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz. Crazy. That's a crazy fight. It's a crazy for a, fight. For a prelim, and it's not even the main prelim. And then Sean O'Malley gets billing over Dominic Cruz. I know that they're trying to say that that billing doesn't matter anymore. You know, they're tr kind of trying to say, like, oh... It oh, it matters. But to me... And as a fighter, it definitely matters because the later you fight, the more you get to rest that day, chill out. 
rehydrate. It definitely matters. I mean, just for marketing too, like you want to be if because let's say they do a billboard, right? I'm only gonna fit five matchups on a billboard. That's it. So you want to be one of those card. guys. But look at this on the card. Let's start with the first of all. Let's start with the first fight. Now I have a super crush on Jillian Robertson, so I hope she wins that fight. And don't, uh, tell, don't tell Tammy. I'm sure she knows the girls. I mean, she's not a real redhead, but fake redhead will do for me too. And she has fantastic jujitsu. So she's a jujitsu black belt. Uh, she's been on a little bit of a slide, but she has great jujitsu. She just won, I think, at submission underground, a jujitsu only thing. So Jillian's looking fantastic and bodies dynamite. I mean, forget it. She's super hot. I can't I'm all over her Instagram. I can't help it. I got both dogs back okay with me now. So yeah, she's super good. I'd like to see her win. I don't uh, the girl she's fighting knows very good too, so I don't know much about Randy Coster and Tony Kelly, but Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner Minor. Yeah. That's a grappler's delight. I was gonna it's say a really yeah. good grappling match. Ryan Hall, very good everywhere, leg locks especially. Although, you know, in the beginning of his career, Ryan Hall actually has been in the game for a long time. He used to be more of a triangle guy. When oh, he really? first started in jiu-jitsu, he was really good with the triangle choke. In jiu-jitsu competitions, Ryan Hall. And then uh, once he picked up the leg locks, though, he just put that on spam. Now, explain to the people Ryan Hall's backstory. He's not... He's not, he doesn't have too many fights in MMA, so... Well, yeah, he's mostly a jiu-jitsu guy. Great jiu-jitsu. Came off the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. So, unfortunately, they don't like to count those fights either, but they really should. Count those Ultimate Fighter fights on your record. And he's an ugly fight for most guys. And when you fight... Usually, if you fight Ryan Hall, there's only two ways that fight's going to go. Either you're going to stall him out, I mean, don't get me wrong, he got knocked out in his last fight with the guy he fought a savage beast and found his mark. But normally what's going to happen is you're going to be avoiding his game, submission attempts. And while you do that, you're going to be fighting a relatively boring fight where you get no glory for that. And if you lose to him, he probably laylocked you in like a minute. So he's a tough guy to fight. A lot of guys dodge him. But Derek Minor... Minner or Minor, I forget how you pronounce his name, but he's another fantastic grappler. I okay. think he has a ton of submission wins also. So I'm excited to see, you know, two grapplers. Although the only problem with two grapplers, sometimes it becomes a sloppy striking match. Ah, that would suck. Which I hate when that happens. I'm that like, would suck. It's like you want to see the goddamn what they're good at. masterpiece, right? Yeah. And then sometimes they like, can't take each other down and they just becomes like bad striking it's like nice. watching like fifth graders box although ryan hall is good stand-up he really showed good stand-up in his fight with darren elkins so let's see but i'm but excited so for that fight if for my what i understand if you're kind of at the top of jujitsu you're not going to make a lot of money from competition but you can make money from like building your brand like for who's the one guy i forget his name gordon gordon ryan yeah yeah so he's he, probably the best at that so he he told he said on Rogan's podcast that he makes like a few million a year off like seminars and shit. DVDs. So I, I just wonder that's more than he'd make in MMA. Way more off instructional instructional products. So if you go on a website BJJ Fanatics, 
he has a bunch of instructionals, him and Danaher, and they're like great selling instructionals. So you make every, and they're high ticket instructionals. So it's 200 bucks for an instructional. Oh, wow. Okay. And, they get and I have that. like six of them. Right. So okay. you buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Go buy, go buy Manimal's instructionals. You know what I was thinking of making? A neck crank instructional. I showed some, I taught at Sarah's tonight by accident. And, uh, yeah, I showed a couple nifty neck cranks. Most people don't do them, but I love them. So, yeah, I probably could do that. That would be a unique offering. Yeah. Neck I cranks. Think, I feel like the move is just make a Patreon and just do, like, one move a week where you do a real thorough yeah, that's like, video. A lot of guys do that, yeah. Yeah, that seems that. like a good move. But the, now the BJJ Fanatics thing which makes way more. Off their instructionals on that, really? they make a lot more. Yeah, because it becomes a two hundred dollar product. Uh, you make like six of them. They take you to the studio. It's a one day thing. You just film it in a day or a weekend. You know, a focused effort with return afterwards that you don't have to follow up every week to do. That's nice. That's true. Yeah. And every time you want to make a new one, boom! You can make a new one. You get a draw for it. You can always sell it. You can always remarket the old shit. It's not, it's not even that old. It's real, yeah, and they're good. They're very well done. And, so, and like, so if I ordered one, I I could like learn some good shit. Gotta practice it, but yeah, you learn some good shit, but you have to practice it, of course. But for the practitioner, it's a valuable tool. And this goes way back. We even used to try to do this with VHS tapes back in the day. They would be like this guy Mario Sperry, and he had an instructional. Or the Gracie family, they had an instructional. Okay. And you would watch. It was called Gracie's in Action, and it was uh-huh. all these like gym fights that they would have, because they would have like gym challenge matches. That's yeah. like the origin of the UFC. The origin of the original UFC is essentially a style versus style challenge match. So in Brazil, the Gracies would do that already. So they'd put up their own money and it'd be like the highest, they would say 100 grand. But usually you'd put up like 10 grand, you put up 10 grand, me and you fight, right? If you beat me, I'll pay you. Okay, and then, because no one knew how to grapple, they usually never lost, right? Once you start (laughs) grappling that guy, you know, he starts to really suck. Like, if a guy has never... You take it for granted that you've even seen grappling, jujitsu, right. to a guy who's never seen it and spent his whole life striking. So you spent your whole life practicing these things and sparring with guys doing those things with you. So you're like, I have recognition. I know this guy's going to throw this, he's going to throw that. No, now this guy body locked you and pulled guard. Now you're on the floor in between his legs. You're like, oh, I think I'm okay. Wrong. You're not okay. Nice. Now this guy nice. triangle choked you and you're asleep. And then you say, let's do it again. And then it gets worse. Yo, speaking of which, I think it would be a cool video for like like TikTok or something to have you choke me to sleep. I'll put and you just, to sleep. And you'll do that? Yeah, why not? All right, I'll, I'll come to New York for that. <laughs> Maybe I'll come to Chicago. That'd be dope. Yeah, all right. <laughs> In next the, fight? Next fight. Uh, Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell got stricken off the card. But, so did... Uh, what was the fight that was supposed to be on the card? Jorge versus uh, Leon. Oh, yeah. That didn't come to fruition either. 
But this, I think Alex Perez missed weight. Now, this fight's a banger, the next one. Aaron Blanchfield versus Miranda Maverick. Aaron Blanchfield is a fighter from my area. I've seen her at Henzo's a few times. Wow. Fantastic fighter. She looks, she has like a real baby face, but she's a killer. And then the girl she's fighting, Miranda Maverick, yeah. is another savage beast. Really, Miranda Maverick looks like she could be a bodybuilder. Her body is stacked. She's like jacked. A, she's jacked. Yoked. Yeah, they're she really from looks... the U.S. They're both U.S., yeah. She really... Miranda Maverick, great fighter. I thought she won her fight last time, actually. She uh-huh. lost the decision. I don't know if it was against Jessica. Oh, I forget. But whoever it was, I remember thinking when I watched it that she won two rounds to one. But she lost the judge's decision. But I thought uh-huh. Miranda Maverick won. She looks very good. She has pretty good wrestling. She's strong, and she's she's a gamer. And Aaron Blanchfield, you know, I mean... I think Erin's ground game is underrated. If she puts it together, she might give Miranda a real hard time on the ground. I can see... Erin, I'm telling you, you, look her up. You see her? She looks like a baby, but she's a killer. Check like, she out just the technology. Yes, yeah, she just has such a baby face, Erin Blanchfield, but what a killer. And Miranda Maverick is solid as fuck. I mean, I really like that fight. I think that could be fight of the night. Yeah, so... That would be sick. That could be a fight of the night. I mean, although you know what's probably going to happen, Oliveira Poirier might steal the show. She's cute. She's cute, but she's young. She's like twenty-two, and she has like a very baby-looking face. Yeah. So yeah, she she's young. Twenty-one, twenty-two. She, she's she's like what seven and one. I think that's so. good. Yeah, she's like she's surging. She's on the rise, and she has a lot of amateur fights. So okay, she, okay, well, so she's had one UFC fight. Yeah. But she's, she's 22. So, yeah, damn, this young. could be like a... She, she fought in CFFC, Invicta. Invicta is the girl show. Invic, is that a Northeast? Invicta is an all-girls promotion. They okay. only do female in the night. They only do women's in the night. Mm. Usually, they're in the South. Oklahoma is like their usual stomping grounds. Mm. But Invicta is the feeder for girls for everywhere so like every girl fights an Invicta even when she makes it big so you get even, even when she hits big a big show so you might even wind up with a girl fighting an Invicta who is like the Bellator champ sometimes it happens like Invicta draw, draws a lot of uh, female fighting interesting so it's, so, it's like, all girls all women do a lot of people get signed for one fight at Bellator and then? Yeah, one-off on? is very common. Yeah. Okay. A one-off fight's very common. So yeah, it's okay. a one-off, and that's in the UFC too. Yeah, uh, the, the kid just had that. That kid was a crazy a, fight. Crazy fight! I'm surprised that guy. That yeah, shout out to kid Justin Montavo. He pieced that motherfucker up, dude. Yeah, and was very good at not winding up in bad spots. On the ground, yeah, he pieced him up. Great body shots. I don't, I don't know if anyone in MMA is throwing to the body like Kid is. Yeah, I, that's like, it seems like nobody's prepared for it when it comes. He's used it in like every fight, and, and he is slick because he be like peppering you on the top, and then bang, bam, and bangs you to the body. Yeah, he don't. He thinks he throws hard to the head. But he really isn't. He really is like touching them. He's 
touch. But it's also it. he doesn't get hit. He's not really getting hit. No, no. I mean he maybe he got hit two times in that fight. Maybe. Dude, Law is so goddamn. They have a pipeline of guys. The young guys now are really good. You got now you got the kid in Bellator, Pumi. Pumi's fought in Bellator running. before, but he he's did. The, he did. Yeah, he won, of course. But he's the CFFC champ, and they've right. been treating him pretty good. CFFC is a very good local promotion. Yeah. And they're on UFC Fight Pass. He'll get the call up, I'm sure. You know, at 125, I mean, I think he could, I think Pumi could step right into the UFC right now and be fine. Fuck. That would be so fun, dude. 125, yeah. That's a fun division for him, too. He promised me an interview once he gets to the UFC. Oh, yeah. That's funny. So I already interviewed him, but. Yeah. Nah, he's a good no, guy. I'm gonna, my goal for uh, next year is going to be get interview one pro every month for the year. So I'm going to have to get you on the on the roster. Maybe we'll start off the year with you. Like a real proper interview. I like that idea. It's simple, too. Yeah. And I, I have enough guys where I could get, like, you know, six months probably. And then by then I'll have a catalog. I can try to get some guys I don't know yet. All right, if any listeners, pro fighters, want to hit up Jake, he's ready to do an interview every month. Interview a month club. I'm big on TikTok. You're big on TikTok? Not really. I mean, you get a lot of views on TikTok. Okay, so Aaron Blanchfield versus Miranda Maverick. I like that fight. I'm picking Aaron Blanchfield in that. Okay. This is another good fight. Eric Anders versus Andre Muniz. I don't know much about Andre Muniz, but Eric Anders... I think he's covered a lot of weight classes in his career, too. I think that guy's fought in, like, three weight classes. But he's always a fun fight. Eric Anders. He's always a fun fight, though. Yeah. Um, There's a good heavyweight fight here. Augusto Sakai versus Tai Tuvasa. That's a great heavyweight fight. I was going to say, he got kind of big after he knocked out Greg Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, that shoey thing. The shoey, yeah. Taya Tubasa does the shoey, yeah. It's good to have a gimmick. You need a gimmick. You want something that people remember you by. Right. I mean, I, re- I remember him by that. The shoey, yeah. He loves that thing. He does the shoey. Well, to and, have uh, that knockout and then do the shoey, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I... Greg Hardy seems to be putting in the work, but yeah, he has a reputation of being a dick outside the cage. And he's a dick inside the cage, too. He... He got DQ'd for some fouls before Greg Hardy. So it's not like he's a, exactly a clean fighter anyway. Right, and he, he's a he's an NFL guy, right? Yeah, and then he had that whole thing where he, like, uh, beat his girlfriend. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I, see, I don't get why Dana lets that fly. I don't get why if a guy beats a woman, a fucking pro fighter hits a woman. Listen... I mean, I'll, I don't know if it's because of whatever favoritism, but I don't know. Usually, a felony assault for anyone becomes a problem for your employer. And, yeah, you know what? I think there's a big difference between a man and a woman, especially a trained fighter. Yeah, like, I even mean... if you just even if you just smacked your boy up and you're a trained... Like, let's say I, like, just smacked up one of my friends every day that's fucking assault 
you wouldn't want that guy on your roster, right? Let's say every day I smacked up my, my friend Eddie, my best friend, right? The closest thing to a spouse. You'd be like, this dude's an asshole. I don't want him on my roster. But how do you allow it when he beats a girl? Like, that's even worse, right? Right, right. Even worse to me. And it's like, oh, well, it's, it's, well, it's like you're not supposed to hit, hit a woman, period. But you're like a pro fighter who's one of the best ever, and you're probably on steroids. And you're coked out running around Las Vegas, hitting cop cars, yeah. and then you your wife has a bloody nose. How do you let that guy... I just don't understand, like... And I'm, like, I'm a fan of redemption. Early. I'm a fan of redemption if a guy is like, you know, repents, redeems himself. But in some cases, you know who I'm thinking of, like a John Jones kind of case. Like redemption means that you, you stop fucking doing that shit. Yeah, he never does. Yeah. And what's even worse is, you know, to me, I'm very pious and congruent. For me, it's worse to even say you're pious. To be like, nah, Jesus got me. Now um, I'm going to go straight. It's better to just be like, fuck that. I'm a degenerate. I love to blow lines of coke off hookers' titties. It's better to just say that. Just be like, that's who I am. Than to try to say that you've changed and then blame it essentially on God. So if you yeah. say, because then what, okay, so let's say you're like, oh, Jesus changed my life, right? I was fucking blowing lines of coke off hookers' titties, now I'm not. Well, now you almost put the, the emphasis on God. So when you fuck up, it's like, well, who let who down here? You said I was, I helped you, God. You said God helped you, you said I helped you, and now... Look at you, motherfucker. You're right back where you were before. It's like, don't put... Leave my name out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they say don't use the Lord's name in vain. Right. Because it's like, once you start using it, you have an obligation then to that deity. So once I start saying the shit I say, I now have an obligation to that deity. Right. And when you blaspheme, right... Yeah. Do the opposite of that. The universe don't like that. So I don't know where's, where John Jones is going to wind up in the future. Uh, like, the universe is a sense of irony. So, right. you know, you have to be careful with it. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And like, I mean, he'll be like, oh, Jesus. It's like, stop it. Just be like, dude, I'm a fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, I struggle. All right. Am I trying to change? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but well, it's fine. It's just don't hit your wife. Like that's where it, it gets fucked up to me. That, yeah. Like that should not be allowed, in my opinion. I don't know why it is. And how much but, have have these guys been doing time for this? No. Or does it become like a he said no, she and, said? And now he's like on Twitter just talking about the next heavyweight fight. <laughs> like, dude, you think we forgot? He's like, well, listen, Triple C took him in. Let's see what happens. That's crazy. See, bad on him, too. Whatever. Well, I don't um, know. Maybe he's like, all right, clean slate. This guy says he's changed. But, you know. Sometimes, uh, you always want to root for a guy and be like, yeah, he's changed. I love a redemption story, you know. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just like, uh, how much can you get fooled? Yeah. Yeah, then it just seems, at a certain point, just seems foolish. Right. Uh, 
So then we got a ton of other good fights on this card. Pedro Munoz, uh-huh. Dominic Cruz. That's crazy that's on the undercard. I told you, that's fucked up with the UFC. They really should have put Pedro Munoz on the undercard above Sean O'Malley. I don't think... I think it makes sense to have Sean on there because he's so famous. I think it... If anything, probably have that one. I feel like Pedro and Dominic are bigger names. Than Jeff Neal and Santanago Ponzinio. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like that's a great fight. But yeah, as far as name recognition... Right. Who the fuck are they? Like as far as name recognition, a great fight. Jeff Neal is a great record. Ponzinobo is a great fighter, right? Always exciting, but... To like a regular fan who's gonna buy a pay per view, most fans know Dominic Cruz because he's on the commentary. Yeah, and he's fighting. And Why he's, don't they pump just, that more? Isn't he like a legend? Like a legend? Yeah. Why yeah. don't they pump it that more? I don't know. It's weird. It's Maybe so weird to me. How could he have beat yo? You work for the company, but like, listen. <laughs> like, imagine if you were a commentator and you were gonna fight. In the show you commentate for, dude, every time I'm on the mic, I'd be like, yo, I'm fighting fucking UFC 269. You better come check it out. Well, I'm sure they don't want, I'm sure they don't want that because fans probably would be like, all right, just tell us about the fight that's happening right now. I don't know. I'd be plugging Uh, it. And then Pedro Munoz, he's a big name too. Who do you got winning that? This is a real tough call. I'd like to see Dominic Cruz win. But I don't know if he's going to be able to. But I'm going to pick Cruz. I like the older guy. You know, I think he's a pretty smart fighter. He he did okay against Cejudo. You know, I know he got his ass kicked, but... Henry Cejudo's the best. Other than he Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina really is the best fighter ever. To me. But Henry, Henry Cejudo... Might be a close second. No, she's the best. The only girl that beat her is Amanda Nunez, who really is three weight classes above her. Yeah. So, and I still gave her those two fights. So it's not Rose? Out of those three, Rose is the worst? I wouldn't say Rose is the worst. It's just that... Or she... Valentina... That's the big three for women right now. Yeah. Yoanna at one time was. But yeah, no. For me, Valentina is unmatched as a fighter. She's perfect. Okay. She does everything perfect. They're saying that's the only fight. The only fight left for her is Amanda. <laughs> I gave her that fight already. I already think she beat Amanda Nunez. And that's a weight class, like I said, three weight class above you. i seen Valentina in person. She probably can make 115 if she really wanted to. Okay. She fights at 125 just because she don't have to cut no weight. She probably walks around at like 132. She takes a shit and a hot bath and she makes 125. So no pressure for her. She loves to train. She's just a warrior all through and through. She can make 115 if she really had to, but she don't need to. She's kicking everyone's ass at 125. And Amanda Nunez fights at 145, even though she's contesting the 35-pound strap. That's a big cut for her. She's really a 45-pound fighter. So you're talking about a girl that can make 115. To me, beat the 145-pound champ twice. She's covering three weight classes. 25, 35, 45. Wow. And still beating that girl, to me. And if you look at those fights, 
even if you think Amanda Nunez won, very fucking close against the person yeah. three times your size. Right. Imagine me going in there and fighting freaking Paulo Costa. <laughs> no, sir, that's the way, that's the, the span. Yoel yeah. Romero. <laughs> well, this is going to be a tough haul for me. You know, this. I this... imagine you like go the distance and have close fights with her. Or him. him, yeah. Imagine yeah. you're like, oh man, you know, Manimal, he moved up to 205 and he had a great <laughs> fight with Jan Blakovich. Manimal <laughs> gained all the weight that he lost 20 years ago to fight Paula Costa. And then cut to that weight, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Raleigh and Paiva versus Sean O'Malley. Paiva is the first ranked opponent Sean's facing. He was ranked when they made the match, then he became unranked, and now he's ranked 15 again. So, top 15. And Sean's on, like, you know, he's like the, he calls himself undefeated, but he has that one loss against uh, Marlon Vera, which is Cheeto Vera, yeah. Why is it yeah. controversial? Cheeto Vera was kicking his ass. It's, contra- it's controversial. It's only controversial to Sean O'Malley. It's not controversial yeah. to yeah. anyone else. It's well, way it's, less controversial than the election. That shit is this, not that controversial. This fucking like, like, you know, you got your ass kicked. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know. Sean O'Malley got his ass kicked. He was losing that fight. Like, no matter how you... Cheeto Vera just did. And he just knocked out Frankie Edgar, which gives him a big boost. And I think... And Cheeto Vera had a great fight against Jose Aldo. Cheeto was gonna... Uh, he was losing that fight to Frankie Edgar, though. Yeah. He was. He, he was gonna lose it, then he got that knockout in the third round. So. You know, yeah. I mean, Cheeto's... He's a great guy to have in the mix. I don't know if Cheeto Vera will be a champion, but he's a great top fiver out there who's going to give real exciting fights. I really like Cheeto Vera. But yeah, you... Sean O'Malley, I don't think much of him. Really? Why? Because he's flashy and he knocks out some cans? Be the top <laughs> 10 guy and we could talk. So are you like... Are you not excited about him because you don't think he's done anything impressive? Or do you genuinely think his fighting style isn't that impressive? He has a good one, too, and he's long. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Listen, you can catch guys like that all day. Don't get me wrong. But there's nothing compelling about his style to me. First of all, he has no ground game. You've seen that in the Cheeto Vera fight. Right. So that already makes my dick soft. You know, <laughs> so that already softens my dick. And then, yeah, listen. One of them, Gracie New Yorkers. I like grappling, and he doesn't. And he doesn't listen. The guy doesn't have to use it like a Max Holloway. He don't really use his grappling a lot, but when he has to show it, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like he loves to sh- like a Max Holloway. I love him because it's like, well, he brings an exciting striking fight no matter what. He don't give a fuck. But if it comes to a grappling exchange, he's very well versed in the game. He's a good martial artist. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I don't just get that out of Sean O'Malley. And I, I like his showmanship. That's the only thing I like. I like his showmanship. But he has nothing compelling to me as a fighter, personally. Just, Interesting. Yeah, he has a good so, one, uh, too. Don't get me wrong. He does a couple things well. He's fought guys at the tail end of their career. Sad to see him knock out, uh, who's that, Brad Pickett, was it? Uh, some, he's, yeah. There was some, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm not a Sean O'Malley I don't remember fan. the names of the guys he fights. That's the thing. <laughs> I yeah. know the, the kitty, Chris Marino, he had the green hair or whatever. 
And that and guy he, was just a CFFC guy. He literally, that was his first fight yeah. in the UFC. And in CFFC, he was, I don't even think he was the champ. Interesting. So, yeah, because a lot of guys in my, like... Could Sean O'Malley even be the CFFC champ? Probably not. But could he beat Pumi, do you think? That's 125. Jitsu uh, James is the 35-pound champ at CFFC. Okay. Probably not, no. I don't think he beats James. I think James fucking breaks his leg. Yeah, right. He ankle locks him in two seconds. So, I have a theory, and I don't, well, it's not my theory, but I believe that, like, the guys who are really good at striking, but, like, if you take the two extremes, like, if you take a a full striker and a full ground guy, yeah, the ground guy will win most times. Because in striking, even the best striker sometimes finds himself in a clinch. Yeah. Yes. And then that, why do you think none of those guys want to do MMA? Like the Jake Coles and the, oh, any yeah. of them. They don't want to do MMA because it's going to take them a long time to learn grappling. Yeah, no. I the, I think it's also boxing is set up to make money quicker. If you're set a Jake up, Paul. It's set up to make money way quicker, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to see them do MMA. Fuck that. It'd be like. I could go watch some amateurs somewhere and get a better MMA fight, you know? Their MMA fight might look really raw, yeah. Yeah, you know. It might be right, really so then, raw. Cody, right. so you got, do you got, is, are you are you predicting Paiva then for the, to win? No, I think Sean O'Malley's going to win, but I mean, okay. I mean, it's not like, I wouldn't be surprised if Paiva wins, but I'll pick Sean O'Malley to win. Yeah, and then what do you do with Sean O'Malley? Why do you think Dana White protects that guy? Well, because my theory is when they find a, a young star, they don't ru- they're not going to rush him anymore because of what happened with Darren Till. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Darren Till, my... they f- yeah. I see what you're saying. Darren Till, they they pushed him a little fast, you think? Probably. Could have marinated like that guy a little consensus. bit. Could have marinated that guy a little bit. Groomed him. Yeah, I mean, I they've and they've, they, I mean, they did that with Connor. They groomed him. Yeah, kinda. they did a good job uh, with Connor. Yeah. Right. So I feel like my people will ask in my like live streams, mm-hmm. do I think Sean will ever be a champ? And I'll say, I'll say yeah, because of I think eventually he'll make his way up in the rankings, and then he's gonna have the most experience out of any of the guys his age. Because the they because they gave him a million I mean? cans. Yeah, and and he's been on he's fighting on the main card before he's even ranked, so imagine like he's kind of being built for that spot. <laughs> yeah, he's on the main card and on the main card getting to fight fifteen. To be fair though, for welterweight, twelve and and fourteen are fighting each other and nobody really knows who those guys are. No. So no. That fight should be off the main card and Dominic Cruz. And Cruise. Dominic Cruz, Pedro Munoz yeah. to be on the main card. Yeah, like, but, I'm picking Ponzinobbio in that fight uh-huh. against Jeff Neal, but whatever. I don't know. You know, either, who cares? Really. Jeff Neal, they're both very good fighters. Ponzinobbio, great fucking fighter. He had a fantastic fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of him before. Yeah, I mean, these guys are both great fighters. Jeff Neal's probably ranked top 10, right? Or is yeah. he 12, you said? He's 12, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at one point he was in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, for He's good jacked. reason. 
Ponzinobbio is Jack too, the old Jack. They're both, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd pick Ponzinobbio, but it could go either way. But oh, I forgot the Ky- Kyra France and Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. That's a great fight. That is. Cody's dropping to one twenty-five. Yo, yeah, imagine Pumi Cody Garbrandt. That'd be a I was just fight. about to ask you who. Do you, that would be a great who do you think fight. Would win? Of course, I always bet on my boy, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can never uh, root against my boy unless, unless, I root against him. Because I think it's gonna make him fight better, even if it costs a friendship. Sorry, Matt Brown. <laughs> Sorry, who? No, I think I did it once to like piss the guy off to make him more, and he was doing good in that fight too. But, uh, uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> sometimes yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta give that guy the motivation. Like, fuck that animal. I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Right. You gotta know your. Uh, you gotta know your teammate. Yeah. But uh, Pumi, yeah, because, oh, fuck, that'd be such a good fight. Kai, Kyra France, this is a tough fight for Cody Garbrandt at 125. Because you know what happens when you drop a weight class, we have questions. How hard is the cut? Is the cut going to affect your chin? Or your cardio. Or your cardio. But usually what I worry about, me personally, is is it going to affect your ability to take a shot? Because when you cut weight, what do you cut? Water. Right? Okay. And when you lose water, well, you're going to be have less ability to absorb impact because you have right. less water. Water right. right, absorbs a good amount of impact. Go punch the ocean. It absorbs a good amount of impact. <laughs> right? So yeah. your brain also has a lot of fluid. It, your brain gets dehydrated. Yeah, and will you be more likely to get knocked out at the lower weight class. Right. If you do it right, no. If you do it wrong, yes. You'll see guys who move a weight class down. And a guy who once had a great chin gets knocked out. Why? Because he's too depleted. His body just can't absorb the impact. You'll see a guy who went up to, like, let's say, two weight classes above what he should have. Take a tremendous beating. I think of... Uh, what the fuck? Michael Pereira... And uh, the Canadian kid. Um, whatever. This kid at 170 had an amazing fight against a dude and, and won. He drops to 145. He's normally a 150-pound fighter, 55er. Drops to 45 and then doesn't do great. He's not taking the shots as well. And the other dude at 170 was hitting him way harder. And he was taking a way better shot. Now he's at 145, he's way less and, and greatly diminished in his ability to take a shot. So you don't want that to happen. So I don't know what's going to happen with Garbrandt. Is he going to be able to take a shot? Because he likes to get in the pocket sometimes and fight dumb. Like I couldn't, someone asked me that once. They were like, uh, someone was like, could you ever see yourself, me, getting into that type of fight? Like when Cody Garbrandt for Pedro Munoz... And it was just, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I hope not. I was like, that's how you know you've lost. If I have to fight like that, I know I lost that fight. <laughs> yeah, because it's because you didn't get to the ground and do your thing. Or or just cracking them. If I got to do that, I should be. If I'm beating you stand up, I should be walking you down. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I just have to plant, and get, things aren't going my way. If I'm fucking you up on the feet, I'm backing you up. Boom. Putting you against the kick, cracking you. I'm backing you up. Right? <laughs> so. So, 
for I just started Taekwondo, and my coach is like so gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I I I feel like that's like a thing. Like yeah. People, <laughs> but I think. It's what are you in the kids' class? Get the fuck. Out. <laughs> Did you get? <laughs> Oh, dude, that shit's athletic. No, no, it's very athletic. It's, I don't like to do it. No, I, <laughs> it's very athletic. Although I, I did I'm, just to I'm, do sabat. The the forms is kind of childish. Like I'd rather, but my coach is super like, he's all about the competition. Like that's all he cares about. So I'm gonna. I think that is he Korean. Cool what? I'm gonna be racist. Is he Korean? No, Filipina. Oh, does he do Filipino martial arts? He, I don't know. I think he was there till he was eighteen, and then he came here. But oh. he said over there, Taekwondo is like <coughs> the big sport. Like they, they all, they make it a big thing. Like the ta- the Taekwondo Olympians from the Philippines are like stars there. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's an Olympic sport. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm excited to do the competition. That'll be cool. And I've been watching a lot of, like, Wonder Boy highlights. Because he did the... Yo, did you watch karate. him in, uh, yeah, World Combat League? Uh, I saw some of his highlights in that, yeah. Yo, go watch his... Yo, he has some great fights. Him and uh, Raymond Decker's. Great uh-huh. fights in that World Combat League. That was Chuck Norris's thing. Now they do, what, Karate Championships, it's called, I think? Karate Combat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same principle with that, yeah. like, raised ring. That little raised ring area. Uh, I like the concept. They, some I of those fights karate, are great. Karate, I know. Dude, some of those fights are really good. I think karate and taekwondo are some like the coolest looking martial arts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, when I do my thing, it just looks like aggressive hugging. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, the most efficient, effective martial art. I agree. Yeah, like it's efficient, effective, but it doesn't always look amazing like to watch it you might be like okay you know no but i i would want to watch it i uh, uh they're they're adding judo so like the arts that judo. i'm gonna be at my at my school they're adding judo these two like judo's good polish these two guys from poland got like visas to come here because they were so good at judo like so they're legit guys and they competed in the u.s judo's great and i shook these guys hands Fucking like, usually I'm 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 assessing grip strength when I shake a hand and they're like, iron. Just a stone, yeah. Their hands is like a piece of stone. You can't grip strength it. They're just like, like they yeah. beat me. A I lot like, of your bitch. The gi is really makes your hands crazy strong. You know, almost can make your hands too thick. I can but see that. All that gi grabbing, that gi pulling, is tremendous amount of strength. I actually like putting the gi day in again. I do one day a week gi. It's, it's good okay. for the strength. It's good. You used to do old gi because jujitsu comes from judo originally. And yeah. then jujitsu just focuses on the ground. Because all the moves in jujitsu you could find in judo pretty much. Right. But, how, how do you think that um, that combo would go, do in MMA? It doesn't seem like... Which combo? Taekwondo and judo. Taekwondo and Judo. Interesting. That's an interesting combo. Because... 
um, it would bring us to a very Pancreationist style. So in ancient Rome, Pancrease is MMA. And in Pancration, it's differentiated from boxing by the ability to grapple and kick. And from wrestling by your ability to strike. And it translates as all powers, like all moods. But when you look at images of Pancration, when they strike, they mostly kick. If you had great hands, you would have been a boxer instead. And then they kick into grappling ranges. So if you watch the early UFCs, you'll see there's like a front leg kick that the Gracies always did to close the distance. And then grapple you. And I imagine Pancrease was a lot like that. Kicking. Because there's no padding on your hands either. Bad knuckles. So you kick. And then you grapple. So it's it's an ancient style of combat. Which I like. It makes sense. You kick. Your hands with no padding. How hard can you punch and not break your hand? You could kick a lot. And still effectively grapple. Okay. If I break my hands, both my hands, it's harder to grapple. That's true. Than it is to grapple if I break my foot. I can still grapple pretty effectively, especially yeah. if I'm on top. Yeah. This ain't even going to bother me. I ripped all the skin off my foot in my first pro fight. I didn't even fucking notice. That she was <laughs> like all fucked up, mangled. I didn't notice until we were backstage. I'm like, where's all this blood coming from? I'm like, oh, I ripped my whole foot apart. I was like, look at that. Jesus. I shot so fast. And it was a canvas mat that I ripped all the skin off my foot. And in combat, you don't feel pain the same. So I'm on right. top. I'm like, I'm good. Boom. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like stepping in my own blood. I'm like, oh, gross. But, you know, just it took off like the first, let's say, four layers of skin. But it was like enough to make the whole top of the foot bleed. Right. Uh, we got two more fights on this card. Amanda Nunez. Amanda. I mean, she should win this fight. But you know what? Yeah. That's why she could lose this fight. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like some makings for a huge upset. It has all the makings for an upset. Pena is a fantastic striker, other than Jorane Durandamy, the best striker she's faced. With a halfway decent ground game. Uh-huh. So if Amanda goes to take her down, will Pena like if Pena can get the better of Amanda Nunez on the feet, Amanda will typically take a girl down. Like, if you've seen the Jermaine Durandamy fight. Jermaine is actually the better striker. Amanda Nunez knows that. Smart fighter. Takes that girl down. But even in that fight, almost got caught with an up kick. Right? It was a little a little tough. And that girl has no ground game. So now a girl with a better ground game. If Pena could piece her up a little bit, it could be a good night for her. But it has all the makings for an upset. That being said... I don't really think I can pick against Amanda Nunez unless it's Valentina. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Amanda. <laughs> I mean, that's just she has so much momentum. It has all the makings for an upset. What's the odds on it? Do you have the odds in front of you, Jake? Yeah, it's Amanda's a minus nine hundred favorite. What's Pena? Pena's a plus six hundred underdog. Yeah, you want to throw a hundred bucks on it? I on Pena. Fifty each. Yeah. I, I can mean, send it to you. <laughs> I'll decide tomorrow. Because <laughs> it's like 
Yeah, you win three hundred bucks. That's I know. Uh, yeah, it's not bad for fifty bucks. And if you lose, it's only fifty bucks. Right. Like, I was gonna only... lose that money anyway somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna spend that on fucking Starbucks this week. So. Yeah, I didn't um, do a good job of making my coffee though. All right, let's do this one, Oliveira and uh, Dustin, and then I gotta go. All right, I'm picking Oliveira. I like Charles okay, so... Oliveira in that fight. Um, for a few yeah. reasons, I think he has an amazing ground game. You think? Great ground game, yeah. It's a great <laughs> ground game. You know, and uh, and good hands. The only thing is, you know, Poirier has great punching ability and he's on a high right now. But yeah, I'm picking Cowboy. I'd love to see him get a submission. But I could also see this fight going long. I could see it going... Either Charles executes a finish... Or Charles or uh, Dustin gets past whatever attempt Charles throws his way. Charles gasses out, and that's when Dustin shines. My opinion is that I think Dustin can take what Charles is going to give him on the ground. He is a black belt. I'm not. I know he's, he's not a black belt in jujitsu too. Yeah. So I think Dustin can take it. I think Dustin's stronger than him. I think when it comes to those. Five round bloodbaths. You can't. Poirier you can't bet on. Yeah. You can't bet against Dustin in that. And he has good power. So right. yeah, Ken Poirier could probably take Oliveira's shots way better than Oliveira could take Poirier's shots. Right, and I don't think uh, Charles is gonna tap Dustin, and he's gonna fall over. Like no, Dustin, but like I could see him putting Dustin to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but if. My thing is like uh, with a submission, I can see him like yeah. a guillotine, like them getting into an exchange, Poirier duck, dick, ducking his head, and fucking Oliveira snatching a neck. That's what that I'd love suck. to see. But here's the thing: if if Charles does that and he misses it, he's gassed out in other fights. True. So so you're picking Poirier. I think he. I don't. I'm saying how I think that either one of them would win. I'll go. I'll bet on Poirier. That's what I've been saying all week. All right, I'm picking Oliveira. It's, it's, it's slowly been going more toward Oliveira. Yeah, it's good to have a difference of opinion. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm picking Oliveira in that one, and then, you know, that that sets up interesting fights afterwards. Because then That's there's all I, kinds I, of fights afterwards. There's Gaethje, Chandler for rematches. Chandler for Poirier would be a crazy fight. Right, so I love, like, I love thinking, okay, I love playing the what-if game when these guys win or lose. Like, so, Charles, first of all, if, let's say Charles, let's say Dustin knocks out Charles in one round, right? It took Dustin to round two to knock out Connor. And I know you can't really do the MMA math. I like to do MMA math. Yeah. But, like, what does that say about Connor? Then that he would be the better fighter, I guess. But you can't really do that MMA math. We're fine. Not not saying he's the better fighter, but a lot of people think Connor's going to come in and get a title shot. I don't think so. But what happens if? Oh, if Poirier dusts. You could make that narrative. You know. What you I'm could saying? be like, listen, Connor did better than Oliveira, and that was the title. Right. So then people, all the Connor fans, are going to come out and be like, Connor did better than. Charles, give Connor a title shot. We want to see that fourth fight. You know, I don't want to see that fight yet. But uh, I think Dustin, Connor should fight me. Ha- 
I think Connor should fight Nick. Not Nick, Nate. Nate. He should fight I Nate agree. again. Have a trilogy fight. It's a good fight. They're very evenly matched. They could take each other's shots. It'll yeah. be entertaining. They could both get paid a couple million dollars and uh, let fucking Nate go retire after that and smoke blunts in the sunset. Or, <laughs> or bring him back on one-offs. They're not going to... I think they're not going to do that. I wish they would, but... They're going to want Nate to fight some crazy motherfucker. And then... Yeah. Or Nate versus Masvidal. Although I, I'd like to see Colby versus Masvidal. Yeah, Colby Covington too. versus Masvidal. I think that could be a good one. That's the next logical step. Although Leon Edwards Masvidal is supposed to happen too. So it's supposed to happen on this card. Who wants to see that fight? I say give Leon to Camaro and then let let Colby fight Jorge. Yeah, and when make women. a big fight out of that, and then I agree with you happens, on that. Happens. I agree with you on that. All right, Jake, where can they find you at? Uh, yo, find me at Inside MMA Podcast on TikTok or Spotify. Um, fucking guy's been into MMA for six months since he met me, and now he's inside that's, MMA. See, that's not true. That's what they all think, but it's not true. <laughs> Look, it. I found a niche and I struck, okay? Fuck hey, no, me. listen, it's been longer than six months. It gotta it's, been, be... uh, it's been like eight. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I bet you uh, was at the end of 2019, right? December 2019. When I was already a Connor fan. You were already a big time Connor fan. You you yeah. were drinking Proper 12 before it was even legal for you to drink. But I, got, I was on Proper 12 a year before the Floyd fight. John, oh, all right. So, so you were on proper twelve. Before right, it was right. even public. Was you were on. like proper ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a proper eight year old. <laughs> proper eight. So, all right. You guys know where to find me at Manimal John everywhere in the universe. Uh, you can find me in the astral plane sometimes, but it's been lit out there. So, all right. We pretty much did mostly MMA. That's a good we did. One. All right. A little taekwondo and jujitsu in there. A little taekwondo. All right, Jake. Awesome. That was fun. I'm gonna put this one up today. All right. Cool.